The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ladbrokes is the place to be for all of your golf majors in 2019. For this week's U.S. Masters, we're going money back as a free bet if your player misses the cut... And we're paying seven places at a fifth of the odds. Outstanding value throughout the 2019 PGA Tour here at Labrooks. Over 18s, T's and C's apply. Alright, Sleeping Beauty, wake up! Now we can start the celebration. Podcast One brings you the Tony Bruno Show. The podcast. Easy to work and you broadcast from room to room. Starring Tony Bruno with Miss Robin. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. Now, here he is. The godfather of sports radio slash podcast. I hope that they could come here and race it together. Here's Tony Bruno. Tony Tony Bruno. In stereo, we're available. Hello there, kids. Welcome. As we are live in the iHeartRadio studios in Philly with an audience that's not alive. Wake up, people. <laughs> supposed to pretend like you're here and you're happy to be here. They have their mask cards with them. Uh, we gave you free food and booze. Yeah, we need the little, the little flashing lights yeah. to say, applause, applause. I know. We should have had a warm-up comedian come out here. <laughs> I know. It is the Tony Bruno Podcast live, the very first time on Podcast One. I feel I'm nervous. It's like, it's like starting all over again. Even though we've been doing a podcast for a year, this is our very first show on Podcast One, the number one podcast company in the world. And I want to thank all the folks, Norm Pattis and the people who run Podcast One, for calling us and saying, hey, you guys are good. You should be on Podcast One. So we are starting tonight, and we want to thank everybody for coming out. Great group here. I want to thank, first of all, iHeartMedia here in Philadelphia. iHeartRadio used to be Clear Channel. One of the comp- I pretty much work for every broadcasting company anywhere in the world. Well, not in the- I never worked for Radio uh, Free Europe or Radio Amsterdam. But you've been on there before. I've been on Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera, I'm, right. I'm working on that. That's All my right. next gig. All right. But uh, it is Podcast One. I'm Tony Bruno. Miss Robin Austin, you may remember her from the Into the Night days on our national show. And then the rest of our cast of characters here. The great Joe Corrado, who was a listener, a tweeter, and now a member of the show a year later. We found him in a bar. He's one of the funniest guys on Twitter. He's insane. 
If you don't follow him on Twitter, you're missing out. Joe's one of the best followers on Twitter. He I hits on every woman on there. Well, the women respond. I'm trying to get followers. He's got his, he's got his Twitter game on point. And speaking of on For point, sure. a man who, uh, who also came out to a podcast one night a year ago said, you know, I want to get into radio some. I want to be involved in this. And here we are a year later, and it's Luigi Curto, ladies and gentlemen, also a big part of the show. And that's what's great about podcasting, you know, because everybody thinks, oh, how do I get into radio? How do I do this? Anybody can have a podcast. But Luigi and Joe were guys who were listeners, good followers, funny on Twitter. And we said, come on out. You're not going to make any money, but come on out if you want to be a part of this. Well, and, and so, they learn from the best, Tony Bruno. Absolutely. Who's, is he here yet tonight? Who are they learning no, from? No, we're, we're still you waiting from for him. They're learning from you. And, of course, the latest ad addition to our component of our broadcast yes. is our man with the multiple camera shoot here. Nathaniel sort of- Dotson, who is a videographer, uh, producer extraordinaire. The only thing he hasn't done is adult videos because well, he's a very well, we religious don't know. guy. Yeah, we don't know of anyone. Exactly. We, do- I don't think we don't, you don't know. Done Have you we done- don't know him that well, Tony. <laughs> no, he's... <laughs> He's really good. No, if you haven't seen his video, go online. I want everybody to this is their homework project. Go look up the video. Philadelphia is it Philly is ugly, right? It's called Philly is ugly. It's online. It's had his gazillion YouTube hits, and it is absolutely brilliantly Don't produced. Don't be fooled by the title of it. No, it, it, people think, oh, it's Philly is ugly. I already know that. Well, yeah. I hate the Eagles, and it's, there's yeah, trash on the streets. Philly sports is ugly. But he did this beautiful video. How many hits have you had, Nathaniel, on this thing now? 350,000 oh. hits on YouTube. It's, what, 11 minutes long? Five. Oh, five? <laughs> it just seems 11 minutes when you watch it because it's so good. It just never – and he went around the city, and it's a brilliantly shot video. A young guy who started off, and uh, he does everything. He does everything, and he even wants to be a part of the show. So he videos the show for YouTube. So you'll be able to see this on YouTube in a couple of days. He cuts the, the meat out, right? He cuts out all the nece- unnecessary fluff. So he gets it down to about five minutes in a two-hour show. Well, it's like two different things. There's like the two-hour podcast, which is like the full audio effects. And then he takes just the most important parts and puts it down into a one-hour show, 45 minutes to one-hour show. Exactly. And that'll 45 be about, minutes with commercials. It's usually up on what day? On uh, Friday. But this week it'll be earlier, though, right? Uh, so th- we wait till Friday if you want to see this on video and check yourself out on YouTube. All of our great listeners in here. And I want to thank iHeart again because we ha- didn't have the plan to have this. Well, we had a plan to do this show on a remote location, but our remote location that we thought we had fell apart because they wanted us to do it at 545 in the afternoon. And I said, no way. I can't get anywhere at 545. People aren't even out of work. Now, Luigi, I can't hear your mic now. Talk to me. Exactly. Now, <laughs> are you on? Because I don't hear I'm Luigi's on. mic. He's speechless. I do not hear. Do you hear Luigi? Hang on. There we go. He's oh. spoke. Did you not have your mic turned on? Go ahead. I hate to do it I to think you. What this happened, early into the show. I, no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. I was, I was running around doing everything else. To be fair, to be fair to Luigi, I stole his mic stand, and while he was uh, readjusting, oh, I so think, it's your fault. It's my fault. He was All right, adjusting. I'm sorry, so. I, I, I'll I'm take the sorry. blame on that one. Let me give Robin the first one of the yeah. night here on this podcast. Because I, I hear you talking. I introduce you, and then I don't. I see your mouth moving, and I can hear you off mic. I'm saying. I have Luigi's mic up. I'm running the controls here, and I don't hear anything he's saying. You're like my dad, man. Quick to give a bump, bump, bump across the head before you. <laughs> well, I, I, because you you were talking and you didn't realize your mic wasn't on. There's going to be an early rant by Luigi tonight. We're going to get it out of the way. No, right? I'm not ranting. He's All not right. going to rant. I'm All not right. going to rant. And we also we have to thank our caterer tonight. You know, we have so many great listeners out there. So we said we we're going to do this. Robin nailed it down yesterday with the great people here at iHeart Media in Philly, and then on Twitter, right? The great uh, people at Smoky Pint. Yeah. So at the very us. last minute, I was like, oh. 
there's going to be all these people here. And normally, when moving forward, we're probably going to be in a location where there's going to be food and, and, and alcohol and drinks. But and here, even water sometimes. Right. And, okay. and here we didn't have anything. And I was like, oh, crap. We should probably do something for them because they're coming out. And this is like the inaugural thing. And because it was last minute, I went, hey, anybody wants to, you know, come on. So and you were pimping for product on, yes, on Twitter totally yesterday? Anybody pimping. wants to couple? It's a new show on Discovery Channel. Pimping, pimping for product. product. I like pimping that, yeah. Pimping for product. And I had several people contact us, but um, they they came through. They were actually the first ones, um, and, you know, first first come, first served. <laughs> and we so, want to thank the guys, too. Yes. Well, I'm glad Great. they responded because the food is incredible. Pork sliders and chicken soft tacos. Craig and Chad Weiser. And they are from the Bridesburg section of Philadelphia. You can check them out online at Smoky Pint on Twitter, SmokyPint.com. And they brought craft beers and great food and black beans out. Everybody have the food. Now we have a foodie here, of course, tonight. Yes, we do. A our very own, famous Our own foodie. homemade Delish is here tonight, who is nice. one of the great. She goes to every food event anywhere in the Delaware Valley area. She even travels to New York for food I events. know. Well, she's going to be coming up in some big uh, food event in New York, right? Didn't you just come from like a meeting from there today? Oh, we're going to have to bring her up. New York City Food and Wine Festival. She's going to be there, yeah. You know who else is here? One of our favorite guys, too. Where is he? Did he leave the the room? He's 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 right over there. Where's Jervis? Oh, there he is. Jervis is hiding. He got kicked off the island already. Maybe he's going to survive in a room, Tony. All right. Jervis, he was sitting over there earlier. Our good friend Jervis Peterson from Survivor Days back in the day. Let's give him a roaring round of applause. The very first season of Survivor. Correct. And then he went back again and got kicked off again, right? Exactly. <laughs> but he paid his taxes the whole time. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Actually, his sister got him kicked off, if we remember the last time we talked wow. to Jervis. That's Sounds correct. like my family. Yeah. My family kicks me out, too. It's an Italian thing. <laughs> Jervis isn't even Italian. And, of course, he runs the great cigar store over in uh, Lawnside, New Jersey, Burns. Correct. And it's really... The Pope even went over there and tried to get a cigar. And he has a vodka line. No, the vodka line well. is... Uh, <laughs> Oh, did the vodka line? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't hear that part. More to follow. So if you have any of the vodka, they're collector's items now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We still have, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jervis's vodka is gone. We drank that. Oh. It was good. Yeah, that, in the apartment, absolutely. Yep. Chad yeah. vodka he's was He's got gone. Vladimir now, so he's... He, we have a bottle of Vladimir left over from a podcast from a year ago. In the car. <laughs> Talk about downgrading. Yeah, baby's down a few points. All right. Captain Walt Bond is here tonight. Is it Bone or Bond? See, I pronounce B O H N Bon. He's here, of course, from the uh, from the, uh, Patriot. Patriot the Patriot Line, the Harbor Patriot Line on the Delaware River. We got to do a podcast out there before it gets cold and dark. I'm not going on the water in a hurricane when it's cold and dark, Captain. It's already cold and dark. I know yeah, really. it is. Yeah, but I, I want to do an early afternoon. I'm not doing any eight o'clock to because it's already dark at seven now. So we can't do an 8 o'clock cruise, right? So why do a midnight cruise, man? That's it. Do that on weekends. So you get a duck yeah, boat for this count. <laughs> Going to need a bigger boat, yeah. Our good friend Ken Cage from Airplane Repo is going to be here, but he's actually in Miami doing a repo on a boat. Yep. Uh, yeah, because we contacted him today. So I said, hey, Ken, while you're there, can you pick me up like a I'm, – I'm not – see, I'm not greedy. Pick me up a 25-foot center console, a little cuddy cabin, because Robin doesn't like peeing in a bucket when we go fishing. <laughs> so you got to have <laughs> just true. a little ca- – it's, it's a little cuddy. You know, full disclosure I, I got to tell you, it's like for a, a guy, it's just easy. You just, you know, aim overboard. 
But for a girl, you can't really do that, especially if the boat's a rockin'. You don't come knocking. Right. You, oh, no, no, that's the I mean, van. That's the RV. So, I mean, I thought about it. I thought about <laughs> it once RV. just to sort of hang over. But then if it rocks a little too much, you're overboard, which, you know. And my son has a nice little 23-foot yeah. regulator center console fishing boat. But it doesn't have the cuddy cabin, just a little cabin where you go in and there's a bathroom. And maybe a little V-berth if you want to crash. You know right. what I mean? But the worst thing you do if you're not don't have sea legs is go lay in a boat while you're out and it's rocky because you can't see the horizon. That's when people get sick the most. This is my little boating tip for the night, right? You don't go underneath and lay down if you're not feeling good because you, all you'll feel is the motion of the ocean and you won't be able to see the horizon and keep your bearings not straight. Not the size of that the ship? That is correct. No, no, it's all not right. the size of the ship. Right. Thank you. Meanwhile, Dick Vermeil is going to join us. We have a bottle of his wine here that I got couple of years ago. So I got a couple of bottles. We're going to open this tonight. The Vermeil 2007 Zinfandel. And drink it out of what? We'll drink it out of uh, paper cups or something. Yeah. They got to have. This is a radio station. Yeah. There's like there's five or six radio what, stations. Everybody's going to get like one sip or are we just going to like. We're going to uh, do shots. We're going to do shots. 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 shots I'm going to do my ball. I'm going to do Pope. I want to see the Pope at the Papal Mass. Oh, then we need those little teeny, teeny, No, I'm going to make this. I'm going to convert one bottle of wine into four bottles oh, I like of wine that. before it's all done. <laughs> that would be a good trick. We're going to add water to this. We're going to water it down. Nice. And then it will taste like. Four bottles of uh, Zinfandel when it's all over. Right out of scripture. Exactly. <laughs> so Dick Vermeil's going to join us. He's actually going to be signing his own wine bottles this week. You think he's worried about the Eagles and Chip Kelly and, and Andy Reid and all these other teams that are struggling? No, he's worrying about wine. And Dick Vermeil's been into wine since I knew him. I first met him in 1977 when he was coaching the Eagles. Even then he was into wine before it was cool to be into wine because he grew up out in the Bay Area of California. You know where he grew up, right? Was it up in Napa? In Napa Valley, but he grew up the, the town that has the hot mud bats, Calistoga. Oh, that's nice. where Dick Vermeil grew up in Calistoga, California. I did not know. So that. he was in the wines back in the seventies. But now he's like he lives out here permanently, right? Well, he has a place in Chester County, but he still lives in Napa Valley, and his family's out there. But he lives in Chester County. He's got a big spread out there, uh, and uh, Dick's a great guy, and obviously a legendary coach. Even though the Eagles didn't win a Super Bowl, Dick Vermeil, of all the coaches that the Eagles have ever had, probably did more with less. Than any other coach. I mean, he took a bad team. He got a bunch of guys in here. He was right. Vince Papali came in at a tryout. I mean, he was trying anything, and they, they ended that eighteen year well skid where they didn't even make the playoffs for right. eighteen straight years until they took over and rebuilt the team, and then they went to a Super Bowl back in nineteen eighty one. So Dick Vermeil is going to join us, and we're gonna have, we have a live mic here. That's one good thing about the podcast. Anybody has anything to say? You don't have to call into a radio show and get put on hold and never get in, and sit on hold for two hours hoping that the host gets to you and then he gives you 10 seconds and hangs up on you. You know, stuff that I used to do because exactly. I was part of the job. You get to come up here and talk. Anybody has anything to say? Area grievances. Area grievances? Uh, it's like a town hall meeting. Is that, really. no, isn't they do that on Seinfeld? They area did, grievances? Yes, exactly. What episode was that? No, that's, it was, uh, that's Festivus. That's man. Festivus for the rest of us, right? So episode 46, scene 6. See, I'm, I'm, I, I, I know, I, I'm not into it like I'll that. watch Seinfeld. It's on now every day. So right. I'll flip it on, and I'll say, hey, you know, there's a couple funny lines. But I never got the whole – because wasn't Seinfeld a bomb when it was on initially? Yeah, more people like it now, yeah, now after now. it's been gone than they did when it was originally It's on. like The Wire, right? Because we talked about we talked yeah. to a couple of the actors from The Wire last week Seth when we went Gilliam. to Walker Stalker. Seth Gilliam and a couple of the other guys who were on that show. And that show became more popular after it was off the air when people saw it on Netflix than well, when now, it was on yeah, initially. Now with Netflix, it's – you see everything. Yeah, yeah, and it's exactly. more popular after the fact. It just goes straight there. Now, you, also, you know who I also have here tonight? We have a lot of great. Well, all of our friends are here. Big Tone is here from he's TSA. Are you still working for TSA? 
He's there. He's actually supposed to be wanding people, but he decided to come uh, here tonight. He could, he, could do, he could do that after a few drinks, though. Actually, he will be wanding everybody yeah, on the way out exactly. to make sure you don't take any cables or anything. Actually, any of the we should have been having them, him wand everybody on the way in. We yeah. just don't, you know, we That's only the know crew these here. people Keep somewhat. Keep that wand away from me, man. Right. Now, did you guys taste the, uh, the, we have what? What was the lager? The Croydon Cream Ale Lager? Yeah, the Croydon Cream have... Ale Lager. Croydon is basically Tacconi by the Bay. No, Croydon's up there in their Bristol. Now, this is the new, like, hip. I I was reading about this. This is like the new hipster beer. It is? Yeah. Did it replace Genesee Cream Ale? And it replaced Pabst Blue Ribbon, which was, like, also a hipster beer for a while. Well, it still is. is... No, Pabst Blue Blue Ribbon is, like, the hipster flag. But this is is taken uh, over. I haven't tried the Croydon Ale. Is it good? Now, it's made from, what's the brewery? Neshaminy Creek. Neshaminy Creek. As they say up in the uh, Rolling Rock. It's an American lawnmower ale. Oh, American nice. lawnmower ale? What the hell am I drinking? That's right, I love it. <laughs> From the so crystal clear waters of Neshaminy Creek. Lawnmower ale sounds like something that you would put in a car, you know, like. It's got fertilizer in it. It's actually, that's, that's a punch. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Uh, Mr. Do you know what else today so, is? It's a big day also. McDonald's started their all-day breakfast. Oh, I cannot uh, tell you. Those, that commercial where everybody's the, the texting, I've been there. I've done that. No, you know, my you prob- arrive at like ten thirty, and exactly that was the put- problem that I had with the breakfast. It's ten thirty one, and they're like, "Oh, sorry, breakfast is over." On a Saturday or Sunday morning, breakfast should not be over at ten thirty. No. So I don't care about twenty four hour. Who needs breakfast at four in the afternoon? Right. Unless you're a bed well, you bug, wake up, you know, or you're living in your mom's basement, right? Okay, and you don't have a job. Leave Luigi out of it. In all honesty, breakfast is the only stuff that I like at McDonald's anymore, though. But no, seriously, McDonald's really- should have bread. This is just my opinion. Well, That's what I get when I show. Because noon is that should be the cutoff. No, noon or one o'clock. breakfast in the morning. If like you're the rest a college student, you don't get up till like one or two. Who cares about college students? They're broke anyway. <laughs> the college students are broke and they're living at home with their and, family. And that's exactly noodles. why they can afford, you know, breakfast at McDonald's. The one thing I notice though, there's no hash browns as part of the 24-hour breakfast. That's the whole <gasps> point of breakfast, though. There's the McDonald's. Oh man, no McGriddles. Oh. You know why? Yeah. I, I know why that happened. It's a Mick outrage is what it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think President Obama spoke about it, it today. When he it's said, an outrage. Yes, it is. Exactly. I was live at the U.N. Was that at the U.N. I today? I so, yes, earlier. I thought it was, uh, <laughs> uh, never mind. Anyway, so McDonald's is now everybody's going to have 24-hour breakfast. Dunkin' Donuts. So. Well, Dunkin' Donuts well, has 24-hour breakfast. That's what they are. But the because bunch. the eggs are already pre-made and then stuck in a refrigerator, and they take the microwave out, and then they stick it in the microwave, right? Right. right. I mean, I'll have a sandwich. If, you know, if it's 2 in the morning. See, breakfast is two times. It's between 6 a.m. and noon, and then from 2 a.m. to like 5.30 a.m. So they should start breakfast at 2 a.m. for when people come out of bars, and they want to go in and get a coffee and an egg sandwich, right, before they go home and vomit. Right. And then, and then and when you wake up, and most people are up before noon. Well, don't if you, you need no. if you need to eat breakfast at three in the afternoon, there's something wrong. Yeah, you got with problems. You. What I'm saying there's is something that, wrong with you. You think it's maybe because they were losing some money to places like Wawa who offered the Sizzly? They are losing money. McDonald's the whole you know all uh, all day round. You know what I mean? No, I, I don't because Wawa's not national. They're, they're now they're they're all down on the east, up and down the east coast. They're in Florida now. Yeah, but every place has their McDonald's own McDonald's kind of worldwide and, though. I think there were so many complaints from people that they were cutting off breakfast at 10.30 in the morning that they said, okay, well, ex- instead of expanding it to, like, 12 or 1, they said, oh, let's do breakfast 24-7. Right, dude, if you're too lazy to eat breakfast before noon, then you don't deserve to eat breakfast. I agree. I'm sorry. So we're on the same page here. No, because now, sometimes how many, you just I want, want breakfast for dinner. How many people need breakfast at 3 in the afternoon? <laughs> Come on, Jarvis. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, sometimes yeah, but, yeah, but, you want breakfast for dinner and... As a Dutch person, we used to have pancakes for dinner all the time. Pancakes you can have. Okay. The did you big go out for Dutch those? pancakes you can have any time of day. Did you go out for them or did you make them at home? 
When you, you have eat, breakfast and dinner, you, you make it home. From. No, you go to the Panakuka house. The what? what? Exactly. That's exactly. What? That's IHOP. Say what? The what? Kajuntai. <laughs> The what? <laughs> Where do you go? The what? You go to the Panakuka house. The <laughs> <laughs> It's easy for you to say. People that have breakfast or dinner, though, for the most part, they usually make it at home. They don't go out to McDonald's for, for breakfast for dinner. Yeah, you get the good batter right. going, you know. Yeah, if you're working... You can't be that redneck. It's impossible. Like, you work the midnight shift, right? You're right. Have you seen who our audience is? Yeah, none of these people. No, not here, but, you know, overall the United States. We have a lot of redneck people that love breakfast any time of day. Listen, I don't care what they do. That's what America wants. They want the ability to have whatever they want when they want it. That's society we live in. I just don't get the breakfast 24-7. And I don't get, you know, I know why the hash browns are not part of it. Why is that? Because they need the frying oil to make French fries. So they make the hash browns in the same oil. That's a good point. But potatoes the, but no, are potatoes. No, because hash browns no, and, and French fries are seasoned differently. Yep. So they don't want the French fries to taste like, come on, you, you, Roberta, you're a foodie. That's why they don't no, make the, Why no. wouldn't they make the hash browns? No, the hash, she's an expert. Wait a minute. It's, it's like grated, pressed into a patty, potatoes versus cut into French fries. Then why potatoes. would they not throw them in the same oil then if there was no difference? The hash exactly. Br- the hash brown already comes. <laughs> that is our point. The hash brown comes seasoned already. The French fry is just unseasoned fry. And yeah. then they salt them afterwards. Correct. They put a gallon of that, right. put a, a box of Morton salt on them. Correct. Right. And, and then you're like, oh, that's really good. Can you have some, can I get more salt and put it yeah, on there? Yeah, put a little accent on there while you're at it. Then they give you a defibrillator at the drive Exactly. The no, but the thing is, though, is that with, if you have the, if you mix the oils, you're going to get the taste of the hash brown. People don't want hash exactly. brown Exactly. That's why they're fries. not serving hash browns. Wait, get up to the mic here, Roberta. I'm yeah. going to have a foodie fight here. Oh, she looks she's a foodie. I'm, I'm a culinary school dropout. Bring your hash brown She's not a culinary school. She's got her own. Website. She's got a million followers She's got on her Twitter. Own hash brown. I know the difference between putting one thing in oil and another thing exactly. in oil. Exactly. That's it's why it makes the taste up. No, come on up to the mic now. Yeah, come, come up on, here come now. On. Bring your hash brown knowledge here. Get your damn potatoes yeah. on up here now. Let's have an hour <laughs> conversation. Spot on up to the mic, yo. Let's have a breakfast conversation on the That's podcast. A... Now. Hold on. Make sure the mic's on. First of all, how are you? I got the mic on for. It's how Spuds are you? Roberta. No. It's supposed to be on. No, I got it's it up. not on. No, it's not. The actual mm. microphone itself is not on. Oh, the little... Why do you turn the mic switch off? There you go. I didn't even turn... Robin, now? did you turn I that mic you. switch off? You no. look right at me for every technical difficulty. It's, a, I didn't, it's I, I didn't put that mic up there. All right, ready? Yeah, go ahead. First off, hash brown... First of all, how are you, Roberta? Good, how are you? At Homemade Delish. Follow her on Twitter. Thank you. Just don't order hash browns for me. So, <laughs> no, but literally, if you're going to a fast food place, everything is prepackaged. Right. That's what I was trying to say to you. Yep. Even though they are seasoned, they're not complete. You still get a little bit of salt on the hash browns. Sure. When you order them. So all that is is just grated potatoes. No, but there's no right. salt making, in the French fries so, until they right. put the salt on after they get them out and of then, the oil. Did you ever go to some McDonald's that they oversalt? Okay. Yeah, like, every single one. That's why I don't go. Here's the thing, right? though: is is those fryers? Let me drop a little extra knowledge on you. Those fryers are also set to different temperatures and different timers for hash browns and French fries true. because they're like work different times. I mean, how there? lazy no, are you? I don't even go into fast food. How place. lazy are you to turn the temperature up and down? It's not about lazy. being lazy; it's about them being qualified to do that. It's not. It, yeah. I mean, at least they don't. They, they're not allowed to touch it. They can't change oil. Like nope. seriously, it's how expensive. You know how expensive you? fryer oil is. No, but see, if you were doing chicken or meat or whatever it right. was in the fryer, and you don't want to put potatoes, I can understand that because you're mixing different. Things. All right, then right. explain then why McDonald's does not sell hash browns at all day I'm, breakfast. I'm, I'm actually because it debates that. like this. That's why. They're out no, I mean, is this not a legit question? Why would all you I'm sell everything is... else except hash browns? Tony, what are the two stables at McDonald's breakfast? The egg McMuffin. And the damn hash brown. Yeah, exactly. How are you going to sell one without you the other? You can't have a burger without French fries. Exactly. So right? how are you going to have an egg McMuffin or whatever exactly. have you? A McGriddle. Exactly. And now they don't Jervis have McGriddles? Jervis, yeah, why not? 
What's the explanation? He protested, all right. Get Ray Kroc on the phone. No, <laughs> oh, he's not around Tell anymore. Tell him it's a Kroc. Get they... Ronald McDonald. Get the ham burglar in here. Right. What are they doing, Jerk? A simple menu. Simple menu for breakfast. There's not a simple. They got a it's ton ridiculous. of stuff. Well, let's get so, more wait, wait. information. If, if they're gonna give, if they're gonna offer breakfast, why not offer the whole damn menu? Exactly. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they have coffee twenty four seven. This is making me grimace. I can, <laughs> I can make little be complicated. It's the same thing, just in. A... Anyway, whatever, man. Screw McDonald's. We've given McDonald's a million dollars worth of free advertising. Exactly. They're not one of our sponsors. Although we're still complaining, so it's okay. Now, da, 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 we also have another gentleman here tonight who... <laughs> gentleman? Who well, that? where? Where's he's a nice guy. Dominic. Right, Dominic Urkuli. Or Urkul. Hercules. I call him Hercules. Dominic is from Ardmore. Now, his wife bid at an auction at the WIP auction where I used yes. to work. And they have an auction every year, and they, they put up great prizes. Right. And one of, the, one of the prizes was to sit in on either a radio show, which was supposed to be the radio show. Mm-hmm. And then we... And, and when I left... He said he didn't want to sit on the, in, in the, on the show if I wasn't there anymore. Right, he's a loyal listener. Damn right. So Dominic's wife said, listen, my husband, I, I bid on this for him, and she made a great contribution to win this to the familysupportline.org, which is an organization that fights child sexual abuse. So she made a great contribution. She bid the highest to that charity for the sit-in on the show, and he said, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be with the other guy. I want to see you. So we invited him here tonight. Dominic's here tonight. Let's give him a round Dominique. of applause. Good job, Dominic. And thanks to your wife, too, for that great contribution. She wanted to get you out of the house tonight, too, I heard. Yeah, she said that. was another reason. Now, Dominic was so excited about being on the podcast. So Robin says to him, to tell the story about poor so I w- Well, I talked yesterday and I invited him. I said, I, we, we, we would love to have you here. Um, and I'd already told him that when we had this first thing, he would be one, the first on the list. And he was so excited that he accidentally came here. Yeah, at Robert said six. It'll be six to eight. Six to, and he accidentally came here at 6 a.m. So he was so here he at 6 a.m. this morning. 6 a.m. this morning. Oh, you, beat the, you beat the traffic anyway. <laughs> and he gets back home, and apparently his wife gave him a lot of grief. She's, she's like, you he was idiot. Here, and he walked he, right back out. Even the overnight disc jockeys weren't here because they're all on tape. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he was the only live person in the yeah, building really. at 6 a.m. Well, and not channel. only that, that but he, uh, I had my phone on silent. I was sleeping, and I wake up, and I'm like, who? Who's calling me? It's five, He's on surveillance now, you know, actually. Six <laughs> o'clock in the morning, of five times. <laughs> and I felt so bad that when I listened to the message, I'm like, oh, no, 6 p.m. Was there anybody here, Dominic, when you were here at 6 in the morning? Nobody was here. Not, a Not even a security guard. The cleaning guy wasn't here? Not even a vagrant outside at that hour. Wait, grab him. Come, come on up here to the yeah, mic. Come now, on, we need come to on up here now. Dominic came all the way from Ardmore's not that far, I mean, actually. This is an hash brown talk, but it's Yeah, it's but no up more there. McDonald's talk. Throw it at the microphone. As soon as I walked in the door. <laughs> at 6 in the morning? Or no, tonight? When I got home. Oh. Which was about 7 30. Wait, wife... it took you an hour and a half to go over a mile? Did you get breakfast at McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> all I heard from us there is this. You're a retard. <laughs> you are married. <laughs> <laughs> no, your wife said to you, "Get out." No, no, she said, "Funny to me too." Yeah, that's it. actually, she said, "Dominic, I have one thing." That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. It's not how it works. Did she call man. you Dominic the donkey? After I'm a that? nitwit. But yeah, he said that too. Anyway, but Dominic, we want to thank him for coming out. I wouldn't get up at five. Would you get up at five nah. o'clock in the morning and go and see drive a stupid out here radio to, show? Where, where do you live, huh? Ardmore. Oh, no, I live in media. Oh, well, oh listen, media. Oh, yeah, oh, that's, that's a, a high corner. 
But he grew up far. in Ardmore, though, right? No, no, media at that time of the morning. Is no, Rue 100 not. crazy at that time of the morning, coming in from media? Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't feel so bad now. Oh, you're retired anyway, aren't you? Doc? <laughs> you don't get up to work or anything, right? How many years? Four. How many years? Four. Four! Exactly. Yeah, because she could come to Everybody place like now? This. Exactly. Why should they? How many years has Dominic been retired? Thank you. Thank you. Sheesh. By the way, the new four T-shirts are available on the uh, shorts. We have a new store at Tony Bruno Show. Have you seen them? Yeah, I want the Outrage the shirt. I can't even get one. i got to buy one. What do you mean, the Outrage shirts? I want the Outrage shirt. I don't have any of them. Why? Well, how the hell? You think I make the shirts? <laughs> I come here and work for free. I can't even get a damn shirt. I gave you a beautiful shirt, didn't I? You gave I? me one. Yeah, she's wearing I don't it. have an Outrage shirt. <laughs> Do I have an outrage? We should be able to get some. We have some That's of the original beautiful shirts with us tonight. But the new line, which contains four designs. How many, how many? designs? <laughs> and what they do are... they say on these shirts? So yeah, exactly. There is a brand new beautiful. I sense a theme going. Yeah. There is a four, which everybody loves. <laughs> there is a. It's an out or yeah, it's an outrage. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. It's an outrage. And. And the most, so far, the every, most favorite, every, like yeah. everybody's favorite, is two chicks at the same time. Two chicks at the uh, same time, man. Right, exactly. And it's a really nice design. It's got arrows. And so, guys, you know, you've seen like guys walking on the beach, and they've got the shirts with the arrows. You know, I'm with stupid, or you know, and then you have so you have a woman on one side and a woman stupid. on the other side. No, you've seen all the shirts, I, right? Absolutely, yeah. Thing one, thing two, and then arrows right. pointing to the people on either side of you, right? With all Umad the different one, slogans, Umad right? Exactly. Umad yeah. one, Umad, Umad two. two. <laughs> that's only in the, that's only in Atlantic City. <laughs> only a real pro can wear that. Right. <laughs> that's a Margate in front so of like because we right like that silly sound the two from the uh, movie Office Space, right? When the guy says, "You know what I do if I have a million dollars?" Two chicks at the same time. I was just watching that earlier before I got here. Was that on again? It's been on heavy rotation. Really? What channel? was that on? It was on IFC. Really? Yep. I saw that ABC Family Channel is going to change its name. Did you see that? To what? To, uh... Can't think of the name of it now. DEF? No, it's one name. It used to be... They just picked up Nicki Minaj's show. Did you see that? No, did they? On ABC Family? ABC Family. Are you kidding me? Nicki Minaj, a series based on her life, because she's very uh, family-oriented. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, ABC Family. No, they're going to... It's got to be one name. I can't think of it now. I should have written it down. It's going to have one name. So it used to be Fox Family, and then it was uh, a, then something else Family. Now it's ABC Family. Now it's going to be one name. I got I got to Google the name though. Google. Here, it's okay. one name, and it's a, like a weird name. I'll it's changed it to one name, and I'll, we'll find it here in a second because I don't have time to look this stuff up on Google. <laughs> in the meantime, Roberta and all the other people in here, they've got like sixteen things already checked. You're really, yeah. Taking selfies and tweeting. And Which means no one's on airplane mode. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Googling hash browns. You can be on airplane mode and still tweet and take selfies, can't sure. you? You can't take no, selfies can't. on airplane mode? Nope. Oh, no selfies on airplane mode. Oh. Let me give airplane mode a roaring round of applause. <laughs> All right, Tony, here's your, here's your breaking news, Tony. The breaking news about ABC yeah. Family. ABC Family is going to be changed to what? Freeform. No, that's not the name. Yes, it is. No, it was something else. It wasn't. It's ABC Family changing name to Freeform. No, that's a diving technique, isn't it? Are you sure it's Freeform? I'm telling you. Google okay. the wrong thing. I thought it was something. I know it it's was called Freeform. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go to They're a man now, who doesn't need any uh, ex- any introduction. <laughs> Did we just lose him? I just lost him. Well, we'll have to get him right back. I need to use somebody else's phone. Use mine. Remember use when it. we did this on our first podcast, and then we yes. changed? We had Sprint phones, and we couldn't get we couldn't get a phone call through. So we went out and changed and spent $1,000 to get rid of Sprint, we have had for 15 years and never had a problem with, to go get, what, Verizon? Verizon. 
and it cost me a million dollars to get three phones That's and get out of my Sprint plan and get into the new plan. And now the stinking Verizon phones don't work. Actually, my phone just broke. How did you break your phone? Hold on. Oh, she's got one of those uh, it has triangle, the yellow triangle oh, yeah. with an exclamation it's, point. It's in oh, maintenance it's in boot mode right now. Tom. It's in maintenance boot mode? Yeah. I hate when that happens. Oh, I, I hate have to do no it idea. I've been in that for like three years. Dick, Dick Vermeil broke my phone, Tony. Wow. Figures. That's long Dick Vermeil to you, man. <laughs> we'll get Dick Vermeil back here in a second. So Freedom is the name of the channel? Are you sure? Freeform, Tony. Freeform. Freeform. It's like, why would you change a channel's name because from they, ABC Family I don't know. Channel? Probably because they picked my, up Nicki Minaj. To Freeform. Family Channel. What happened to the family? Well, they just unloading on. Fa- now there's not even a Family Channel yeah, anymore. They're picking up garbage shows like everybody else. Like there's, MTV. Right. Why don't they just call themselves MTV Three then? Or Bravo, or the rest of those uh, forgazing. Or network. TLC, which used to be the learning channel. Right. You could learn stuff. Now it's the Losers Channel. Right. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Remember at TLC when they started the Learning Channel? How about Bravo? It was like PBS back in the day. Yeah. Now yeah, it's, it's like a, all gay shows, right? Re- <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but... It's real gumads of uh, Beverly Hills. Oh, that's well. We we're doing a live oh, yeah, call? Yeah, we're doing a live call, Tony. All right. Is this the cash Come call? In. Coach, how are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. It's Tony Bruno. We're, we're on the show with us right now. We just had a problem. Actually, Robin just called you on her phone, and it just uh, basically fell apart. It went to one of those triangles with an emergency single, exclamation point in the middle. So you broke her phone, Dick. <laughs> God, I apologize. <laughs> so we had to call you back. Appreciate you coming on. I haven't seen you, Sam. I'm trying to, when was the last time we ran into you? Uh, maybe pre-Super Bowl in Radio Row, something like that. Yeah, we saw you in Arizona for the Super Bowl, and then we went to yeah. one of your wine tastings actually over at Votto's in New Jersey, but that was before that. No, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. And so you're still up in Chester County because a lot of people, don't, you know, people in the Philadelphia area realize that you still have a place up there in Chester County, the ranch, as you call it. But you'll always be a Cal, and, and you still have property in Kansas City too, from when you were coaching the uh, Chiefs, right? No, I don't. No, that's all gone. And uh, no, I, I'm right here in a property with no mortgage, so why not stay? You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Especially in beautiful Chester County, because we were just that's up there right. for the. Uh, we were up there for the. Uh, the Mushroom Festival in Kennett Square a couple of weeks ago. God, that's beautiful country. I, I went over there. I was over there, walked the streets. It was fun. Kennett Square is a great little city. It really is. Yeah, and we had everything mushroom. They had mushroom everything there. It was I phenomenal. Know, it, doesn't all, it doesn't always smell real good, but it is good. <laughs> well, Coach, you know, we were talking about this earlier because when I met you when you were coaching the Eagles back in the mid-'77, 78, I used to yeah. have this little crappy radio show with Stan Walters, your left tackle, on old WFIL yeah. call, on the line with Stan Walters. And that was when this team was going from bad when you took over and then getting better each year. And I remember we had you on as a guest, and we're like, what do we get Dick for meal? And we're talking like mid-'77. And back then, yeah. people weren't into wines like they are now. So we knew, yeah. and I knew you grew up in the Bay Area, and I know you have ties out there to Calistoga, and you were a Napa Valley guy. So I said, let's go out and try to find some really good wine and put together a case of wine to give Dick for meal. As a, get, as a gift for coming on the show. And people are like, wine? Now, you know, everything's wine. It's unbelievable. That's 35 years ago. I know. Time flies, boy. It's scary, don't it? But your yeah. wine is still going strong. In fact, we have a bottle here on our set tonight that I got from, uh, I don't know if you gave it to me or if I bought this, but it's the 2007 Zinfandel from the uh, uh-huh. Frediani Vineyard in Napa Valley. Yeah, that's a 60-year-old vineyard. That's a, it's a good bottle of wine. We're yeah. going to open it here tonight and give it to our audience here because I know you're going to be up that's in... Uh, in Exton on Friday, right, doing a, uh, a wine tasting right. of a couple more of your vintages, yeah. right? 
Yeah, we're going to be there from four to six with the stage door system here and work that. And uh, my uh, my uh, distributor in the local area, uh, uh, Stan Bowers, is also going to be there with me. Yeah. And you're going to have the so you're going to be pouring the uh, Vermeil 34 Red Blend, right? Right. right. And then the Cab Salve, and then the Cab yeah. Sauvignon in 2010. I haven't had now. Are those new releases? Oh no, they've been out for a long time, Brad. They've been out for a long time. In fact. I just tasted our 2013. Uh, I've been going through them. They sent me everything that's been bottled in 2013 to sample, and uh, I'm enjoying them. They're all getting better. You know, it's like any business. If you don't get better, you get worse, and we keep trying to get better, and hopefully we are. Except coaching. You don't get better. You get uh, you become Chip Kelly you after a couple years. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you believe that? Four games of the season, and you fire a guy. I just... I just don't understand that kind of thinking. I really don't. And we're talking about Miami, the first team to fire their yeah. coach down there. And now, you know, yeah. people in town are already starting the fire Chip Kelly hashtags oh, because this I'm offense is. Yeah, I, I, you know, and we live in a, it's a different society now. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, like Jeffrey Lurie didn't fire Andy Reid for 13 years and people were calling for him to be gone year after year. And now Chip Kelly and this offense is certainly struggling. But you look around the league, I mean, if, if you're going to fire coaches, I mean, look what happened. Look at it, San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick three years ago. Everybody said, boy, if we only had Colin Kaepernick on our team, and now the people in the Bay Area are going crazy, this guy can't play anymore for some reason. It's yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, even down in Houston. They're about to run him out of town, too. Oh, yeah, Bill O'Brien down there. He's got a quarterback situation where he's got two quarterbacks. And, and you know, Coach, when you have two quarterbacks, the, the answer is you don't have a quarterback, right? No question. Absolutely no question. That's, that's almost true with any position. We're talking with Dick Vermeil. Now, Dick, i got to ask you, I've talked to you a million times over the years. The Eagles job, sorry, UCLA, you win the Rose Bowl, you beat Ohio State, obviously a big, big uh, moment in your career. It helps you get an NFL job with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you come to the Eagles, they're terrible, you take them to the Super Bowl and the 18-year playoff drought. Then you go to the Rams, and it's a dismal team, first couple of years bad, and then you eventually build up, and then you get a quarterback injury to Trent Green. Kurt Warner comes in and becomes a hero, and you win a Super Bowl, then you go to Kansas City, the three major NFL coaching jobs. Which one is the most? I mean, you win a Super Bowl with St. Louis. You didn't win a Super Bowl in Philly, yet in both cities you're revered. Here in Philadelphia, you know, you're still an icon. When you look at it as a career, as coaching, is the Rams a bigger accomplishment to you because you won a Super Bowl, or was it the Eagle job? Well, personally, Tony, it takes the same thing to go there and lose as it does to go there and win. In fact, the Eagles put five years in to go there and lose. With The Rams put three years to go in there and win. The big difference was five of the starting offensive players in the St. Louis Ram organization, when we won it all, will be Hall of Fame players. Okay. Uh, I think Orlando Pace and I.T. Brute might be the next two, if not Kurt Warner. But, you know, uh, gosh, Marshall Falk is already in. We didn't have that kind of talent at Philadelphia, but we had a fine, fine football team. And those guys did an unbelievable job in terms of working. Remember the first three years, we had first, second, or third-round pick for three years. We had a third-round pick my third year here. We drafted Reggie Wilk. But they still, within three years, went to the playoffs. So I, I respect that kind of accomplishment, that kind of work effort. And so... If any one team deserved accolades, it's that team that went there and lost. Dick Vermeil talking about that 81 Super Bowl, of course, against the uh, Raiders down there in New Orleans. 2000, and it was actually the uh, 19, 
uh, 99 season, but it was in 2000. I mean, the uh, 1970 and the 1980 80, team. 81, right. And the Super Bowl yeah. was played in January of 81. I remember sitting in the Superdome. I remember being on Bourbon Street, seeing all the Raider guys run around the night before, and that was the big story. You know, you had your guys all locked up and not told not to go out, and the Raiders are all out there on Bourbon Street. And then the next day, people always attribute that to the fact that you kept your guys hunkered down while the Raiders were loosey-goosey. Do you believe that that had any, had any impact on the game? No. But I do believe, Tony, any way you lose the football game, there's going to be something identified as the reason. That's just all there is in the Super Bowl caliber game. When you when we won the NFC Championship game that year in beat Dallas here in Philadelphia, it was because of our work ethic, our discipline, our, our toughness, and all these things. When we lost the Super Bowl, it was because we overworked. They were tired. I I. I I held them hostage during the week of preparation in New Orleans, which I didn't do. Uh, anyway, and you understand that. That's all right. With me. That's all part of the game. We lost the game in New Orleans because we turned. We were minus three in turnovers. How many Super Bowls have ever been won minus three in turnovers? Dick Vermeil. Now, Dick, uh, back to wine for a second because I was looking, I was doing a little research on wine because I'm a wine guy. I've loved it growing up in the Titan family. My dad would have a bottle of wine every night on the table. It would be Gallo. You know, it wasn't like good vintage stuff. Yeah, hey, I knew the Gallo family. <laughs> I used to, as, a kid, as a kid, I watched them land in their airplane in a little dirt runway in Calisoga and go around and make their wine deals with the Bingers. Ernest and Julio. So you knew Ernest and Julio personally? I met one of them. <laughs> I met one of them years later. Yes, I did. I knew the Paisano guy. I don't know who he was, but I think it's one of my buddy Joe's relatives here. It was the guy who started the Paisano. Yeah, the box wine. The box wine, yeah. Box wine. Now, Dick, a lot of people have knocked box wine, but from what I've heard, the same thing with corks, that the screw tops now are actually better than corks, but people still love the, you know, the romantic part of uncorking a bottle of wine. Now, you know this as a guy who's around wine. People still, even though there's a lot of good wines now with the, with the twist bottle tops, that actually preserves the wine and keeps the air in better than the cork, right? I don't think so. A first stop, I'm not saying it's not as good. Okay, I, I'm not knowledgeable enough to say that. But I know all the American quality wines, the European quality wines, still put a cork in the bottle for one reason or another. Beyond image, beyond image. And there are some good wines with a cork. I've had a few of them. But uh, I, I think everybody's still playing it safe and going with the cork because over the years it has proven to be the best way to keep quality wine at a quality level when it's sold. Now, I was looking at some of the other, I mean, a lot of people have wines now, and some of them have nothing to do with it. They just put their name on it. But did you know that Terry Hogue is a winemaker? Remember Terry oh, Hogue? Yeah. wine. Yeah, he's very out there in Paso Robles. Just, yeah, and he does a lot of work himself. So he's not just putting his name on it. No, Terry Hogue is of all the winers, of all the winemakers, he's, like, he's a guy who knows the grapes. He knows, he knows everything about it, and he is... I believe, his own winemaker. Yes. I have his wine, a few of his bottles of wine, in my wine cellar. His agent uh, lives in Philadelphia, Jim Solano. They're still very close. And Jimmy Solano, big python like you and me. I'm half python, okay? <laughs> uh, they like their wines. And I, I have shared Hogue's wine with Solano, and it's good wine. Now, it's not the Cabernet Sauvignon. It's different blends and different varieties, but it's good wine. It really is. Now, you guys remember, I'm asking my guys here, Dick, Terry Hogue, remember, he played for the Eagles. He went to Georgia, right? right? A good player. He was in the league a long time. 
Yeah, when right I'm looking guy. at um, when I'm looking at all the different, you know, Dan Marino's got wine, and we know Harmon Policy. Hey, you know it's really good. Marino's it's is good. Really I, good. Harmon Policy's out there in Yountville. I know he's got a good it's wine. Very good. Harmon Policy's wine is called Casapina. I heard okay, OJ came out some toilet wine. Thomas Rivers Brown. We just hired we just hired his winemaker to take over making our wines. Okay? Oh, really? But Carmen's wines are very, very good. Uh, Tom Seaver's out there in the valley. He mm-hmm. does all the physical work other than make the wine within his own vineyard. And and Thomas Rivers Brown makes his wine as well as mine now. So uh, believe me, Carmen Policy knows what he's doing up there. Oh, absolutely. And Joe Montana just hired the former uh, Behringer winemaker at his place, right? From well, they've been friends. Sabacho, uh, you're talking about, they've yes. been friends uh, for a long time. And they had a wine together for a long time. I don't know if it still lasts. They called it Montaja. See, does this man know his wines are wines? It's like talking about the. Uh, it's like talking about Don Coriel and the coaching tree and all the great coaches in the history and, and guys that you coach with. You're like that with wines. I mean, I could throw any name out there, and you'll know the winemaker. You'll know the vintage. You'll know the, it's unbelievable. Just picking them off a the vine, man. Exactly. But you know, I, I really don't know them all, but I'm aware of them. You know, and I studied them, and I spent. I just got back from two weeks out in the valley, and we're driving the tractor during our harvest, and taking our wines and delivering wines to other wineries from the Prairie Annie Vineyard, the Caymans, the Stags, Leeds, the like. And it really, it, you know, it's a, it's a great environment, and it it, it brings back. Uh, a lot of wonderful memories uh, because it makes you think of a lot of wonderful people that positively influenced your life. Absolutely. In fact, I was just down, and it's amazing how much wine has grown now all over the country. We're in Virginia. My son had an engagement party down right outside of Reston, Virginia, and there's like 260 yeah. wineries in Virginia now. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You, know, you know, Tony, you say that. People say to me all the time, is the wine business tougher or is the NFL tougher? And I said, the wine business is tougher. I've got over 500 wineries to compete against in Napa, Sonoma, okay, in California. We only have 32 NFL teams. At least, young, you know who your enemies are. You know? <laughs> and, nobody, and nobody in the Sonoma County or Napa County is trying to make poor wine so you can look better. They're all working hard at making real good wine. And and I really, it's almost like going to Italy and France anymore. There's no such thing as the fact that's wine out there. Yeah, exactly. And anywhere there's wine, I'm going to go taste it. I tasted it in Virginia. Jersey's got yeah, some wines I, down I there. Have I have too. Upstate New York's not too bad either. There's some good wines up there. Yeah, it's amazing. Even Arizona. When I was in Arizona, there's wine. I'm saying it's too hot, but there's some parts of Arizona where the climate Sedona, gets... specifically. Yeah, because it gets cool at night, and that's what you need to grow good grapes. Right. Well, the big thing that you need is quality, quality grapes. You know, I'm very fortunate to have been born into the Freddie Annie Vineyard. My great-grandfather owned a portion of it a long, long time ago, but the Freddie Annie family has been involved with over 100 years. Mrs. Freddie Annie just passed away in May. She was my babysitter when I was born 79 years ago. So I've been involved with that vineyard all my life, and we still get what we need out there, a very, very small portion of the the 170-acre vineyard. And the vineyard, the crop was down about 30% this year. So, But it doesn't affect the little guys. It affects the great big guys that are buying 100 tons and all of a sudden, they can't get it because the vineyard isn't producing it. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun. I don't look at it as competitive. I try to make a wine and help make wine because I'm not the winemaker that I really enjoy drinking. Okay, my wife and I just opened a, a 2013 Cabernet Franc, which I received from my winery last Thursday, okay, just to see how it 
a taste, okay? I didn't like it nearly as much as the 2013 proprietary Red 34 for Super Bowl 34 or our JLB Jean-Louis Vermeil Cabernet. They're, they're in the bottle only a few months, but they're tasting better earlier than the Cap Franc I just tasted tonight. Now, is the 2005 Cap Franc library selection that I have a bottle of at home, is that going to be good when I open it? Yeah, I drink it. The, ca- the Cap Franc is a great glass of wine. Not enough. Not a lot of people know enough about it, but you know, a lot of the great French wines are Cap Franc, and they are not Cabernet Sauvignon. But uh, it, it's a great glass of wine, especially if you get a good one. And the Pretty Annie Vineyard produces great, great quality Cabernet Franc grapes. And uh, uh, therefore, the winemaker has to screw it up if it, to, to make it not as good as it has the ability to be, just like coaching. You know, sometimes you've got great talent, you can screw it up. You know, so can a winemaker. That's, too creative. You mean like, like, Chip Kelly is, like Chip Kelly is with the offense in Philadelphia, yeah, according to most of the fans? No, I, I don't think so. I, I, think, I, I think that I have no question they're struggling. They're struggling with a, with a, a concept of the, the high-tempo speed offense, which is on the practice field is wonderful because on the practice field, you convert your third-down situations every time. But in game day, the opponents are not allowing it to convert on third down. And therefore... They're three and out, three and out, and all of a sudden the defense is on the field, on the field, on the field. And if if he if he can, like he has in the past, you know, he's, he was number two and number three offensive football the last two years. So he knows what he's doing. He just can't get this group doing as well as those guys in the past. And since he's made so many changes, they're blaming the changes. I feel I have great confidence in his ability to coach. Now I think he's going to have to adapt a little bit. And we all have to adapt from time to time. We all did. That's why I brought Sid Gilman in in 1979 to adapt and learn more about offense in the NFL. I wasn't running the beer at UCLA, okay? And uh, so, you know, I look for him to get better. But I'll tell you, when you are one and three, you have about a 15% chance of making the playoffs. And this Philadelphia, you know, there's no better city in the league to win in. There's no worse in the league to lose it. Exactly. And, yeah. So I, I'm just hoping he can get it going. Because, you know, I, I respect him. I respect all coaches. And I don't get on the bag wagon to criticize him or think I know more because these guys are sharp coaches. And uh, I just hope they can get it going. But they have some problems to solve. Well, the interesting thing, Dick, in the NFC, there's only four teams in the entire conference that are above 500. The rest of them are yeah. 500 or worse. And there's a ton yeah. of teams that are one and three and a bunch of teams that are two and two. And as bad as the Eagles are out, I mean, they could be three and one if they had a reliable kicker. And they also yeah. could be, you know, oh and four. So the bottom line is they're still in the division. I mean, everybody else is two and two and they're one and three. And they obviously can't afford a couple more bad. I mean, they got to beat the Saints. No, look, Tony, I think the league is doing it to themselves. And I'll tell you why I say that. There is no correlation between working less and getting better. Okay. And so the game is boring down, boring down to the fact that if you have good enough players, you're going to win anyway. But when you're marginal and you can't stay on the field and work them longer and harder with more padded practices than somebody else needs, it's hard to catch up. And I think you start separating. You know, now all that's controlled by the Players Association, the number of padded practice, the amount of time on the practice field, and that. And, you know, it, everyone's operating by the same rule. But if you already have better talent, it is tough to catch up because you can't outwork them. Tough. Dick Vermeil, he outworks them, whether it's coaching, broadcasting, 
winemaking, whatever he does, he's an amazing guy. Coach, thank you so much. Don't forget, Friday from 4 to 6 in the afternoon, out the, I call it the state store like you do. It's the fine wine and good spirit store out in Exton. You'll be signing bottles for purchases, right, and tasting the new, uh, the two, uh, not two yeah. new, but two of the vintages that you'll be pouring. All right. Great, Tony. Hey, send me over Send me over your address. I'll send you some of our 2013 releases that I just got. Oh. They're the best with me. Oh, you know me. I'm a, I, am, I am a wineaholic. I will right. do that, Coach. Well, hey, that's, a good reason. that's a good thing to brag about. Exactly. Okay. Thanks, Dick. Good to talk to you. Thanks Take so much care. for coming on. There he is, Dick Vermeil, everybody. Former Eagle coach and one of the great guys, too. This guy's going to be 79. Yeah. God He's going to be 79 on uh, October 30th of this year. And if you see Dick Vermeil and you say, he's 79, guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. He is truly, truly amazing. And a fun guy. And he really loves you. I mean, you, you hear, I just, I, I was doing a little research on wine. You know, everybody's got wine. Mike Ditka, I didn't even get into Mike Ditka wine. I can assure you, Mike Ditka, his name is just on the bottle. <laughs> he has nothing to do with the wine. Exactly. <laughs> but all the guys he mentioned, the Montanas and the Marinos and uh, even Terry Hogue. Mm-hmm. You remember Terry Hogue? I remember Terry Hogue. Yeah. Terry Hogue was a safety, yeah. right? He played at the University of Georgia, bounced around. He played for the Eagles. He played for Washington. So I'm looking up, and, I, you know, you see all the slave. Like Dave Matthews has a vineyard in Charlottesville because he owns half of Virginia. A lot of baseball players, too. Sch- yeah. Schmitty, Carlton. I thought yeah, Larry but- Holmes owned, owned half of Virginia. Oh, no, no, t- no. the town, right? No, Larry, Larry Holmes no. is Eastern Pennsylvania. Where no, no, Frazier. That was Frazier, wasn't it? No, no. no the Frazier, big... Frazier didn't even own his own house. No, he... <laughs> Charlottesville, Virginia, the two biggest landowners down there are Dave Matthews yeah. and uh, Howie Long. Howie Long oh, wow. owns a ton of acreage in Charlottesville, Virginia. And, there's, and we're, at, we're at this winery on Saturday tasting, and there's some good stuff. Well, the Cab, the, uh, Cab Franc wasn't very good. No, it was, the Meritage was actually The Meritage good. was good, and the whites are okay. But there's wineries everywhere now. What's wrong with the whites, man? <laughs> I'm, uh, What's wrong with the whites, I like man? my wine like my women. Dark and, and, and juicy, baby. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Let's get back to hash brown. <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to go to a podcast and get football breakdown and vintage breakdown and, and hash wine brown talk breakdown. and hash browns? Yeah, exactly. We went from hash brown oil, oil right. at McDonald's right. to Dick Vermeil breaking down football and wine. And that's just the first hour. Right. Exactly. Where else are you going to get this? Nowhere. Nowhere. You, I dare anybody to go out there and find a podcast with this kind of compilation of great stuff. Dominic's going out 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. Dominic's coming back. He said, you guys coming back at 6 in the morning. I'll bring some more wine. We'll drink wine. Actually, very funny. Dominic's wife is listening. Is she listening on Mixler? She is listening on Mixler, and she accidentally had opened up two different windows. She kept texting in on the chat room saying, I'm hearing an echo. I'm hearing an echo. And oh, I, I thought you meant she opened a room to window yeah, in the house. Right. Yeah, she exactly. opened a window in the bathroom. <laughs> and then she opened a window. <laughs> I got a draft over here. I got a draft over there. She was airing it out since Tom. No, two, two different <laughs> chat rooms. And so she was hearing an echo and she couldn't figure it. She's like, he's sounding like it's an echo. And finally she figured it out. And she goes, I'm the idiot that's married to the idiot that's in there. Match made in heaven. It is. Dom, you have you're not. You're okay with us having a little fun with you, right? Although your wife's having a little fun with you. Oh, he's yeah. okay. He's having a good time. He's tired. He was up at four o'clock. I know. He's up I know. This morning <laughs> to, to come over. Even here. when he's retired, you don't get up at four in the morning. Exactly. Right. <laughs> when you're retired, you don't get up at four in the no, morning. Unless you're you Yeah. I'm semi-retired. I don't get up at four in the morning. <laughs> you go to bed no. at four in the morning, Tony. Exactly. Yeah, it exactly. depends on what night. I did Saturday, Friday, Friday night after that wedding. How about the wedding, though? I told you I wouldn't Great go to a wedding. That was the coolest thing ever, man. Yeah, that was a the wedding. We got invited, to, uh, so a couple of our fans. Correct. Young couple that listens Rachel to the show. Rachel and Rob. I won't give out their last names. Rachel and Rob. So they, 
they sent us a, an invitation, which we never got. So they bought a T-shirt. This is how it started. They bought right. a T-shirt on our website, and so we would mail the T-shirts from our apartment. So he buys a T-shirt. We mail it to him, and then he gets my home address on the return address. So then he sends an invitation to us at my home address, which he has now. We don't get the invitation. We were doing a podcast out at the S2P Brewery up in Aston, Delaware County about a month ago, right? right? Correct. On a Wednesday night, the airplane repo night. And they were out in the parking lot. And they came up to us and introduced themselves and said, hey, did you get the invitation to our wedding? And I said, no, we didn't get it. And I wasn't making it up. He said, we sent it like three weeks ago. I said, we haven't gotten I swear to you, we're not just trying to blow you off. So we, we said... Send it again or, you know, give us the information. And well, we'll first they it. started to explain that that's how they got the address and everything. And they said, uh, and they uh, the, the fiancé said, no, I'm telling you these stories, but he's not a stalker. And so they explained the whole story about how they got the address. And I'm like, that kind of falls in the stalker category. Yeah, his fiance <laughs> said he was a but he wasn't. He's a nice <laughs> kid. Really, really sweet, sweet guys. And so the very next day, the invitation mysteriously shows up. We don't know. They're actually, maybe they hand-delivered it. I we don't know what happened, but we got the invitation. <laughs> but we got the invitation, and the note in there from Rachel to Tony as to why we should come to the wedding was so adorable. And after we had just met them, we're like, how can you say no? How can we say no to these two people that really went out of their way? I mean, they took their, their engagement pictures— they took it specifically with the beautiful T-shirt on there just to, just to get you to come to the wedding. So we went, and it was absolutely amazing. And it was at the Crystal Tea Room in the uh, wow. Macy's building near Wanamay. What a beautiful place. We've been there yeah. before for different events. The uh, hair And of the Rachel's dog dad a, made Red both Bull. of us cry. I know. It was unbelievable. But, like, we, this is the first time I've ever been. I don't go to many weddings. I only go to like, the weddings and funerals of family members or my own. And I don't plan to be at funeral? my own wedding or my own funeral. I was going to say, yeah. But so I'm like, do we go to the wedding? I mean, you know, because people ask us to do stuff all the time. And if you say, I'm going to go to your wedding to one person, what happens when somebody else invites you? You got to go to everybody's say, wedding. I can't but go to also, everybody's wedding. But also, I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, you, it's almost like you're crashing a party because you don't know anybody. Yeah, right? yeah, so we show up at the wedding, and yeah, it's a beautiful place. You've been to the Crystal Tea Room, uh, right? It's, it's an amazing. No I, no, I haven't been there because I got stood up by my mom, remember? Oh, that's right. Oh, you that's were right. invited to go there. Bitch. Was it the hair of the dog? <laughs> Wait, did you just call your mom a name? Yeah, she deserved it. <laughs> what? Well, her a bitch. he got stood up twice, once by his lovely girlfriend and then double by his much. mother. So it was a double. It's understandable. A double diss, and he doesn't show up at all. Yep. But that wasn't going to go stag. If I would have went stag, I wasn't going to leave stag, and that would have been a problem. Oh. There you go. Sorry. Yeah, that could be a problem. You don't pick up that chicks at charity events. That was maybe a wise events. choice. What's the matter well, what with you? What are you talking about? They're all there for a little charity. You're giving out a little charity. I'll take some. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's all about giving, Tony. <laughs> Give a little, take a little. So anyway, the wedding was phenomenal. And, uh, and, you know, so all the family, I, I'm like, I'm sort of like embarrassed because I don't know. Everybody's coming up to me and thanking me for coming to the wedding. You're like, like the Philly Fanatic showing up. It was. Yeah, yeah. Like a mascot. Like a Actually, they had the LaSalle Explorer mascot there because they both went to LaSalle University. And that's where they so met. they had the Explorer there, who no one knows. He may be yeah, the most indescript. Well, he's a guy who's like a musketeer. Right, right. Explorer. You've seen him, LaSalle Explorer? I think we can still have him. That's not offensive to musketeers or anything? No, I think All the right. musketeers are still politically uh, okay. correct, I right? I'm sure. I, There's only one musketeer. I think the right. other two are now going to file was a lawsuit. D'Artagnan? I mean, yeah. was, he, was he out there? Weren't there four musketeers or were there three? There was three musketeers. Didn't they do another one, the fourth musketeer? It was Orthos, Ringo. D'Artagnan. Yeah, Ringo. Right. <laughs> 
And Don Best, I think, wasn't Don he? Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. dialing, people. Be dialing. <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> That's the we got Sosa McGuire rookies. <laughs> All right, I got to talk about fantasy football here for a moment. You guys are fantasy. Luigi, we talk about it forever. And I know there's been a lot of news about fantasy football. Just a little bit. But at, at this yeah, hour, fantasy football is still legal and everything's okay. They investigated this thing that happened over the weekend. And they all say that it's, uh, there was no hanky-panky going on. Fantasy football will go on. And DraftKings is the place to go at DraftKings.com. America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. Because with one-week fantasy football... You know you have to make no season-long commitments. You don't sit there every night wondering whether your quarterback's hurt, who the backup guy is, is your kicker being signed off the street. You play a new team every week, and DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. You could turn your love of football into a payday of a lifetime. All you do is pick your players, pile up points, pick up the cash. That's what it is. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com right now. Use the promo code BRUNO. Play for free with your first deposit in this Sunday's $1 million fantasy football contest, where first place takes home 100 grand. Enter Bruno for free entry now, only at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Well, somebody around here is really a hard up. They gave me a podcast. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, and it's going to be called Name Dropping. Why? I can do it with the best of them. Some people are, and they get humiliated by name dropping, not me. I'm going to give credit where credit is due instead of stealing it from a coach like Bruce Arians or big-name guests like Charles Barkley or my friend Kirk Herbstreit. They will all be regulars right here on Name Dropping. So download new episodes of Name Dropping with my sorry butt Ian Fitzsimmons right here every single Thursday on Podcast One. Now, back to the Tony Bruno Show, the podcast. All right, here we are live in the iHeart Studios on a Tuesday night as we tape this show, and we're live on Mixler. You'll see us on iTunes. Everybody having a good time here? How many people are falling asleep so far during the podcast? (laughs) How many people are happy they came out here tonight? How many people are waiting for us to open that bottle of wine? How How many people have a corkscrew here tonight? How many people came I here? Brought, I brought this. How many we people have... came here twice today? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that busy, man. It's not that busy. It's not yeah. that that's, busy. What, that's what the custodian said when he saw Obama <laughs> this morning. Now, Same, he was he was turning the mops. Yeah, he looked through and he may recognize you. Now, did our guys leave with the food? Or are they still no, out no, there? No, they're, 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 they're enjoying. Yeah. All right. They're out there. They, what's that? Tom out there sucking yeah. down a taco? Tom from exactly. Newtown. Is, he, is there still some food left? <laughs> yeah, there's still plenty of food, plenty of product. Any beers? Any, if anybody wants to take a break and go out there, go to the bathroom, uh, smoke <laughs> a cigar with Jerry. Jervis went out to smoke a cigar. I think. Can I, can I go? Yeah, you can yeah, go, go to the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you can't go. To the, this is only a two hour show. You can't sit or you can't, you can't hold it in for two hours? I was, yeah, I, it was all We held it in for setup. three hours driving back from Virginia. <laughs> That's true, that's true. But I hadn't yeah. drank as much water. You, no, you drank road... a lot of wine, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been on a road trip with somebody like that? Tony has to stop like every 15 oh, minutes. It's the worst. Sometimes I'm like, depends on what I drink. Sometimes I have to stop a lot. But not all the time. Like, Only I can when drink, you drink no. beer. There's, if I drink beer, oh, If you beer, drink beer, oh, yeah. then you're screwed. I would never no. drink beer and go on a road trip. There's <laughs> a, a bad. There's an unwritten rule about a road trip is that whenever you go on a road trip with a bunch of people... You make the same stop. Everybody goes the same time. You stop for gas. You stop for food. You stop for the bathroom. You go at the same time. You don't stop again until you have to fill up. If you got someone who's got to stop every 15 minutes, you kick them out and you leave them there. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow, like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. 
today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last.